your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are. This is Locked On Blue Jackets. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. I am, as always, Jay Foster. Uh, today, we unfortunately have to acknowledge the fact that uh, we have to play the Tampa Bay Lightning for the next 84 games in a row, uh, because the rules say that we have to do that. Um, so we'll do a little bit of game preview, uh, a little bit of injury news, uh, and... Later on the show, I'll be joined by friend of the pod, Sarah Avampato of Locked On LA Kings and uh, Chicago Wolves expert, and we'll be talking some AHL news, among other things. So uh, I'll get right into it with the Tampa Bay Lightning. I hate this. Um, it's been a rough week. Uh, we're on a four-game losing skid, and now we have to play Tampa Bay who I believe have only lost, like, nine games all season, which is crazy. They've got Nikita Kucherov back. I believe they are basically at full at full strength right now, um, and I hate everything about that. Normally, I would be like, yeah, it's, it's fine. Like, we swept them two years ago, you know. We took them to 5 OT in last playoffs. We've beaten them already once this season, but... Those three teams were all very different to the team that I saw on Sunday night. Uh, And in a minute, we're going to talk a little bit about some of Tortorella's comments that made it into an athletic article, um, because I read them and was like, ah, okay, so we've just given up entirely on scoring goals. Um, But if the Blue Jackets play like they did on Sunday or, you know, on Saturday, it's going to be a rough however, six, five, six games? I don't know. We have, we have to play a bunch of games against the Lightning in a row, and I hate it. But if we if we play like we played on Sunday, then it's going to be, you know, it could very easily be a six or seven nothing game. Uh, because why wouldn't it be? Like, they just they have no confidence. I talked about it at length yesterday. Nothing about the Blue Jackets right now says that this is a team that can beat... You know, I don't know that they could beat the, an AHL team right now. I have no faith in them. So to turn around and say, okay, we've got six games against Tampa Bay. Like, I will say that this is a team that usually plays to the level of its opponents, you know, etc., etc. So if if they do that, then, you know, we might stand a chance. I think this first game is going to be the most important. If we come out and we play the right way, then I'll feel a lot better about the whole thing. Um... But if we come out and play like we did this weekend, then honestly, I might not even bother watching the full game um, because I am a busy person. These games start at like midnight my time. I don't necessarily want to be up until three in the morning watching a team lose. You know, I've done that for many years. I don't want to do it anymore. Um, But I do want to talk a little bit about um, the athletic article that was published by Aaron Portsline this morning. uh, And it talks about how... The emphasis on the Blue Jackets for the last 20 games of the season is, quote, 
to find an identity, to play a checking game, and to take low risk, uh, to to attempt low risk offense. Which, okay, so if you translate that, checking means that they don't have the puck because if you're if you're hitting someone, they have the puck. So we're basically going in with the mindset that we're not going to have the puck a lot. And then when you translate that to low off low risk offense, what I'm hearing is okay, so we're just gonna play defensively, which is fine if our defense was any good, and we're not going to have that high man up front. We're going to have basically three defensemen and two wingers, uh, I think is going to be the plan, um, which, like, is it, if it, if a team was playing decent defense, I would be like, okay, fine, because that's kind of what the Blue Jackets have thrived on, but at this point, low-risk offense basically says to me, we're not interested in scoring goals, we're just interested in not being embarrassed for the rest of the season, but unfortunately, you have to score goals to win games, um, and especially against a team like Tampa Bay, who will tear you apart if you do not try and match them. Like, if you go toe-to-toe with them, then you might win. If you try and play, like, a passive game, because I think that's what this amounts to, this low-risk offense and checking is like, okay, it's passive, it's reactionary. That's not how you win games, especially not against a team like Tampa. Um, So I personally am not thrilled about this. Um, And I'm also kind of of the opinion that this more than anything else I think is a signal that it is time for John Tortorella to go I don't know if I fire him I don't think I would I think I would just let the let his contract run out replace him in the off season I think at this point it would do more harm than good to get rid of him the Blue Jackets aren't making the playoffs it's you know just let him finish out this year rebuild any bridges that may have been you know set fire uh and you know next year it's new year hopefully new coach uh whether that be you know gerard gallant or bradshaw or uh or the finnish head coach the name of who i can't remember right now but either way next year has got to be different i talked about this a little bit yesterday but something's got to give and hopefully that thing that gives will be the head coach and not like all of our star players so uh coming up in just a minute i've got sarah avampato coming in we're going to talk about the cleveland monsters uh we're going to talk about trey frick polanski's season-ending injury and all sorts of other things but first i've got to tell you about rockauto.com with the ever-increasing number of makes and models of cars it's basically impossible to stock all of the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront why would you endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? And then you have to wait while the counter orders the parts on his computer. He's choosing the brand that he wants to, the brand that his warehouse happens to carry, the brand that makes him the most money, basically. Uh, at home, you have computers, and those computers have access to rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business. They've been serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They've got everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, uh, even like new carpet. If you can put it on or in your car or truck, then you can get it from rockauto.com. Their catalogue is unique. It's super easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your car, choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. And best of all, all those prices are reliably low. And they're the same if you're a professional or a do-it-yourselfer. I already spent twice as much for the same parts, but you can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. 
all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast host Billy Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcasts Okay, we are away. I am here once again with friend of the show, Sarah Avampato. You will probably know her as the host of the Monday and Wednesday editions of Lockdown NHL. And she's also the host of Lockdown LA Kings, where she does basically the same thing I do, which is just yell about her dumb team for 18 to 22 minutes, Monday to Friday. Um <laughs> And, you know, most importantly, she is also my very good friend. So today we decided to sit down, talk a little bit about the AHL, because Sarah does, uh, she reports on the Chicago Wolves as a as a Chicago native. Uh, now they are the Carolina Hurricanes AHL affiliate, I believe. So Indeed. they will see a lot of the monsters. And I thought it would be fun to, to check in with our slightly less mediocre than usual children um so before before we start recording sarah and i talked a little bit about um the wolves have been really good so far this season which i don't think anyone is surprised by uh but what i am surprised by is how many times they have lost this season and how many of those losses came from the monsters yeah, it's a uh, it's a situation in there. Uh, at the beginning of the season, uh, new head coach Ryan Worsowski said, "You know, I want to go thirty three and zero. He's like, I want to win every game, and and then the the Wolves kept winning and they kept winning and they kept winning, and we're like, okay, you're five and zero, you're six and zero. Like, I know you were joking, coach, but like, what's up? Uh, I think they, the Wolves got to like seven and zero, and then went into uh, they go to great no, and then they they played uh cleveland uh twice uh on fr- a friday and a saturday and lost both of them for no apparent reason other than that it seemed like the wolves got a little too cocky let's say uh and sort of i feel like they were just riding that high of we've won all of these games their last game before playing cleveland was an eight to four win uh, so I feel like they, they a few games before they won 10 to two uh, against Iowa in a game. So like they, they were used to putting up some crazy numbers and then they roll in and they play Cleveland and suddenly it's like they have all forgotten everything they have ever known about hockey. And uh, it was a really good wake up call for them because they've only lost one game since uh, th- that weekend. Uh, but it, it was all of us who were watching were like, oh, wow, they uh, they sure did forget what they were doing, didn't they? Yeah, I think it kind of, it has the same energy of um, last season when the Red Wings managed to sweep both Montreal and Boston. Yes. Like they had like 12 (laughs) wins last season and eight of them came from those two teams, um, which like, for me, delightful, but it kind of has that same energy of, okay, we don't need to try because it's the Red Wings. We don't need to try because Mm -hmm. it's the Monsters. Their goalie is a million years old. And all of their best players are either on the taxi squad or broken or underperforming. And then for some reason, the Monsters decided, actually, no, this game, this game we will win. Um, <laughs> because I that might have been, I think it was only like the second or third win of the season, maybe. Like they've been real bad. 
Um, yeah, just yeah. Like, it was not. It was not it was great. Like team, but... <laughs> and, and I think and another thing for the Wolves in that game is that they had also just lost a whole bunch of their best players to either juniors. Um, Seth Jarvis, who had been leading the team. Uh, had to go back to the WHL, uh, so they lost him. Uh, they lost uh, a defenseman who had been kind of back and forth between the NHL and AHL. He got sent down for a couple of games to just sort of, you know, get back on track, scored five points in two games, uh, and then so obviously it was immediately recalled. Uh, a whole bunch of guys went to taxi squads, and so basically all of their leading scorers were gone during that series against the monsters and it was like the whole team was like oh i'm gonna pass this pass to seth jarvis oh he's not here anymore and they just like did not know what what to do and just had a really tough time adjusting to like the new normal of a lot of these guys your best players are going to be gone because the nhl wants them or they have to go back to their junior squad and so it was a it, it was a really weird weekend and just the thing that uh, the coach kind of kept citing was just that they just weren't playing well away from the puck. They would just, you know, when they didn't have the puck, they were kind of like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, and then, you know, we all know how that ends and it never ends well. Yeah, I kind of like not to equate AHL hockey to like my beer league team, but you see that occasionally in like beer league hockey where you're playing a team that's not very good and they have the puck and you're like, oh, it's fine. We'll just, we'll, we'll get it back. And then, you can't just like go and take the puck from them. Mm-hmm. Um, is kind of is kind of the energy I got was oh it's fine we'll we'll deal with it oh they're at their own blue line oh they're at the red line oh they're at our blue line oh oh well oh no <laughs> we've, right. we've like oh there's our goalie <laughs> yep <laughs> coming up in just a minute I've got more of my conversation with Sarah about the monsters and the NHL but first I've got to tell you about Bet Online. We've been telling you about it for a couple of months now, betonline.ag. It is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. And the MLB is uh, in spring training, so pretty soon you can bet on that too, if that's what you want. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. The finale of RuPaul's Drag Race is coming up soon, so if you want to bet on who you think is going to win that, you could do that. Or if you want to place a bet on whether the Blue Jackets are ever going to win a game again. You can do that too. Uh, you've got real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the new scores and odds. It is the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. All you have to do is head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. If you use promo code LOCKEDON, you get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. So we've been telling you for a while about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market. And it's March, it's bracket season, everybody loves a bracket, and protein bars are not exempt from this. Built Bar is an amazing, low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber protein bar that tastes incredible. There's 100% chocolate on every bar. Now it's time to find out which Built Bar is the champion. It is Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup, I believe, is Cookies and Cream versus Cookie Dough Chunk, which is a incredibly tough matchup. Um... I'm going to go out and say cookie dough chunk. Uh, I know that all of my kind of colleagues here are locked on are big cookies and cream fans, but I just cookie dough, man. It's, it's good. So that's, that's my vote. And if you want to have your own vote, go to builtbar.com or to at bar underscore built on Twitter. 
and cast your vote now. Remember, if you use promo code LOCKED15, you can get 15% off your next order. Once again, that is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Make sure you check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best-tasting protein bar. Get the upper hand in your fantasy league with daily fantasy hockey advice from Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen gives you the tips, insights, and analysis for season-long Dynasty and DFS League. Follow the Locked On Fantasy Hockey podcast wherever you get podcasts. Um, but I feel like the AHL, like especially, has to be rough, like for a head coach, because you don't know, like you might lose five guys on your roster between mm-hmm. games. Yeah. And I think that's only been exacerbated this season because obviously bunch of guys have gone back to juniors which it feels unfair to like to guys like Seth Jarvis who are obviously good enough to be in the AHL you know that probably means he's too good to play in the WHL but now you know because he's what 19 he has Mm -hmm. to go back finish a season there um and it just it feels like he'd taken a really big step forward in his development and now he's taking this huge step back obviously a bunch of guys that uh you know at key parts of their development. Um, like I'm thinking in terms of Columbus about, you know, for example, uh, Liam Foodie, who mm-hmm. spent a bunch of time on the taxi squad, went down to Cleveland, got injured, came back, scored a goal, immediately got called back up to the taxi squad and has played like maybe five, six games of hockey total this season, you know, and that's a guy that you want, you want playing, you know, you want developing. Mm-hmm. Um and so I feel like, I don't know if the Wolves are kind of having this problem as well, but it feels like the Monsters this season are just kind of basically trying to just make it through the season without losing too many guys. Yeah. Yeah. And it's even weirder for the Wolves because they're basically sharing, like Carolina's the primary affiliate, but they're also sharing with uh, the National Predators because their AHL team in Milwaukee elected not to play this season because of right, financial reasons and COVID and stuff. So they have this really weird, like two-headed monster hybrid team. Um, and you know, most of the players that they have lost have gone up to Nashville because Nashville, I think, is just looking for any player who is competent to help them turn their season back around. But so Anyone they who have can tie their own skates, yeah, basically. Right, basically, yeah. <laughs> and like Carolina, meanwhile, is in a pretty good like their, their roster is pretty set. They haven't had a whole bunch of turnover uh, aside from sort of shuffling people back and forth from the taxi squad. So, you know, it, it's been more of the national prospects who are going, but so th- that's been weird to navigate too. Uh, this year, 37 different players have been in a game for the Wolves this season, which I feel like is it feels a, like a too lot. Many. Yeah, it feels like way too many. Um it's just, it's a, it's a lot of new guys um, making their debuts for this team or, or, or suiting up for this team. Well, really, they're all making their debuts for the team because this is the first season with this particular affiliation. But yeah, 37 different players, which cannot help um, anybody in terms of, you know, continuity and keeping your lineups the same. And when your best players keep getting plucked to go and then sit on a taxi squad and, and do nothing other than practice like it's just it's just a really weird situation and the fact that that the wolves are actually doing really well despite that and despite losing their best players repeatedly um you know it it it, it, it's a little bit of a shame that this season is going to just be you know no one even knows if there's going to be a postseason or if there's going to be the calder cup awarded um it, it it's a little a little sad to see 
for for a team like the Wolves and also out in the West, uh, the Henderson Silver Knights are also the other team that's kind of at the top of the league. Um, these teams who are just really dominating might not actually get a chance to, you know, get anything out of it because the league is sort of like, well, you know, this season happened. Yeah, it feels a little bit like it's a, like just for fun, you know, because if you're not going to mm-hmm. have a trophy at the end of it, you know, what is what is the regular season even for, if not to, I guess, give these players ice time, give them development, which then, you know, most of the guys Mm. that need the most development are not getting because they are kind of stuck on the taxi squad or playing, you know, seven minutes a night. Um, I'm thinking in particular of uh, a guy like Trevor Zegras, who Mm -hmm. uh, JD, the host of Lockdown Ducks, was talking about. He's only, he's been up for 18 games and he's been scratched for three of them, and then he's been benched for a bunch of like full periods as well. And I'm like, how is how is that how to treat like maybe your best prospect? Yeah, in, especially in especially on a team that like it's not like this is like the 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 Tampa Bay Lightning out here that's you know cruising to the top of their division and easily going to get like it's the Ducks. Like yeah, like, like what it, what this, damage are you going right. to do? By letting Trevor Zegers have 15 minutes of ice time a night. Right. Like, like he, he gets scored on a bunch. Okay, cool. You just increased your odds for a good draft pick. Like, yeah. you know, it, it's the, I feel like the Kings are a little further ahead than that in terms of like, they're not like, they're not trying to lose actively, you know, but so, but yeah, like just, just play them. Just if, if you're not going to accomplish anything this season other than existing, you're like, <laughs> You know, it's just, just, just let the poor child play, play the hockey and, and, and see what happens. And yeah, I feel like there's a lot of that in the AHL of guys who would be on a lineup in, in either league who are instead in this weird sort of in-between stage of they, they exist. They haven't played a game since last March because they've been on the taxi squad the whole time. And that has to just suck. Yeah. Like I get, I get the, I think I've talked about this before. I don't know if it was with you or with um, another host, but about kind of, it must be good to get NHL practice time in, especially for, you know, young goalies. But I don't know that I would want NHL practice if I could be getting, you know, 20 minutes a night in, yeah. in the AHL. Um, yeah, there was but- actually a, a an interview with, uh, that the Wolves did with one of their guys who has been, on that sort of cycle of Wolves taxi squad, a couple NHL games, and then started all over again. And they asked him like, where, what, what would you rather be doing? And he's like, well, really, I want to be playing in the NHL, like, duh. But he's like, if I have to choose, like, yeah, it's great to be up there with the NHL and get to be around all of these really great experienced professionals and whatever. But at the end of the day, I want to be playing games. And if that means I'm back here in the AHL, like, then so be it, because I'd rather be actually contributing and playing than just practicing and then sitting in a hotel room the rest of the time yeah exactly it's i mean i'm i'm frustrated by it so you know god knows god knows how these guys feel and i think that's all the time i have for today uh i have been jay foster if you'd like to follow me on twitter i am at jay the goalie Uh, i will soon be covering the 2021 elite series over here in the uk for the manchester storm so if that's something you're interested in give me a follow and see what hockey is like on my side of the pond 
you can follow this podcast at lo underscore bluejacket on twitter if you have comments questions criticisms you can email me at lockedonbluejacket at gmail.com tomorrow we will break down tonight's game uh, and we might even have the return of sarah avampato we will we will see but until then goodbye <laughs>